at the top of a new parak and a new mishnah. We have a din that since a net is created by a person, therefore it's based on the way a person speaks, based on the time, his place, and the language of a person at that moment. So therefore, if someone makes a net and he says that I won't have any anah from cooked food, then we say that what he meant to say is that only I'm going to be also to eat something that's cooked properly. However, I'm not going to be also to have a nah from something that was tzli, something that was roasted, or something that was shaluk. And the rush, as well as the Mepharish explained, that shaluk is referring to something that's bevushal yosimadai, that's cooked more than standard. However, the Ran explains that shaluk is bashal v'loy bashal, it's something that's undercooked. The heat is shaluk, nami mashma bevushal yosimadai, and even though the Ran agrees to the Mepharish and to the rush, that in Mesech Deschulen, when the Gemara speaks about shaluk, over there it's talking about something that was overcooked, and the Ran explains that since benedorim, halecha achalash b'nei adam, v'tavshil and any cooked food that was overcooked is definitely something that's included in the term of bushel when someone uses the term of bushel. And the Mishnah continues, if someone says that I'm making a nether, that any tafshel that I will taste should be considered kind to me, then it's also for him to have any anah from anything which was cooked in a pot that's liquid and which has a loose consistency, which is something that's spreadable and it's something that's normal to eat together with bread, but he would still be mutter to have anah from something that has a thick consistency, and the Ran explains based on the Gemara, the high Tana called me to that our Tana, that anything that's eaten together with bread, Tafshul Karli, that's considered something that's called Tafshul, or Maisek Deir Ava, but something that's made in a pot that's thick, that's eaten by itself, below pass, and it's not eaten together with bread. The Ran explains by Amina Begemara, the Asa Betzli Vishalak, that in this case, not only would be Asa something that's cooked, but even something roasted or something that was undercooked, because the only criteria over here is that it has to be something that's eaten together with bread. And the Ran explains that even though our Mishnah says the Lashon Shani Toyim, it's not relevant that he said that. Even though he hid it in these words, you would think that maybe he'd be also even to eat things which are of thicker consistency. Kamash one, that as long as it's a thicker consistency, he did not mean that, and it's not included in the Lashon Tafshel. Really, the only difference between the first case of the Mishnah and the second case of the Mishnah is in the first case he said Hamavushal. And therefore, it only included something that was mamish cooked, and it's not including something that's sleet or shalak. However, in the second case, where it said tafshel, and he didn't say hatafshel, that lashon is more inclusive, and it also includes sleet and shalak, even though it doesn't include anything which is a very thick or hard consistency. And the Mishnah continues with muta bebeya tamuta over the last haramutza, and when Reuven says kainim tafshel she'eni tayim, he's giving muta to eat this type of egg called a bebeya tamuta, which the Gemara will discuss, and he's also giving muta to eat this type of a gourd called the last haramutza, and the the same reason applies to these cases because these are considered very hard items and therefore it wasn't included in the Lashon of Tafshel which only includes things that are eaten together with bread and a Be'etumuta and the Lashon Mutza because they're harder therefore they're not eaten together with bread. And the Mishnah continues If Reuven says I should be Asa for anything that was prepared in a pot he's only Asa to those items that were prepared by boiling it a lot in very hot water. And finally if a person says that anything that went into a pot, I should be also to also Then he's going to be also to anything that was boiled or cooked in a pot. And even if it didn't boil up a lot, it would still be also. We begin the Gemara. Tani we learn the Brisa. Veisha argues on our Mishnah. And although in our Mishnah we said if someone makes an edim in a bushel, he'd be mutter to eat sli or shalak. However, Veisha argues and says that even someone that was noidim in a bushel would still be also but sli, as Uran says, and as the Mefarish explains, he would be also both with sli and shalak. And Veisha continues. 
even though I don't have a right to this because in the Durham Halakhalash Bnei Adam, the Islam of the Durham is based on what a person means and what a person says. I do have a Zeich for this. Shinem, as it says in the Pasuk Divri Yom, that the Klaisal cooked up the current Pesach in fire as it was proper to do and as the Halacha says. And since we know that a current Pesach could only be eaten roasted, it could be only eaten sli, and still the Pasuk calls a Bishal, so we see the term Bishal can refer to sli. And according to the Mepharish, the Raya is that since we see the Lashon of Bishal, it must be that the term Bishal means anything that's cooked. And therefore, it would not only include sli, but it would also include Shalak, which the Mepharish explained that Shalak was something that was overcooked. However, maybe the Ran is going to Shitasai that he holds that Shalak in Amishtar is referring to something undercooked, and therefore from the Pasuk of the Bashla Pesach Be'ish Kamishbat, you would not be able to bring a Raya that Bishal is also referring to something that was undercooked, Ayin Sham. And Ayin Rab Kvega in the Lugul and Ashas, where he asked, why did the Rabbeisha bring a Pasuk from Divri Yamim if he should have brought a Pasuk in A that says, Bidigate Karim Pesach, Uvi Shaltavachata, and Rab Kvega ends off, Yesh Latarets. And it's possible that the Pasuk in Divri Yamim is a better Pasuk to bring from because the Pasuk says over there specifically, that since over there it actually uses the term Aish that was in fire, which means that was roasted, and it also says Kamishbat, like the Halacha states, where the Halacha is that it has to be Tzli, so therefore it's more of a Raya Muchachas that was actually done with Tzli. The Pasuk in A only used the term Bishalta, and therefore possibly it's not as strong of a Raya. And the Gemara continues, Let's say the Machlekes between Rabbi Yeshe and Amishta is Rabbi Yeshe Sava Halach Ach Lashon Torah, that according to Rabbi Yeshe, we go based on the Lashon Torah, and we see the Lashon Torah Bishal refers to Tzli, the Tangdid Lansava and Atan holds, Benadarim Halach Ach Lashon Adam, by Benadarim we go based on Lashon Adam, and the Lashon Adam, when the person says Bishal, it means only Bishal and not Tzli. The Gemara answers, Loy, that's not true, the Kuli Amr, Benadarim Halach Ach Adam, that of course there's no Machlekes between Rabbi Yeshe and Amishta, because by Benadarim definitely we go Bash Lashon Adam, Maki Asrei, Maki Asrei, and in the town of Rabbi Yeshua, they used to call something that was Sli, Bishal, while the town of Amishnah did not call it Sli, Mavushal. And as the Gemara says, Ba'asu the town of Yilan, Sli, Karolay, Sli, or Mavushal, Karolay, Mavushal, in the town of our Tana, for something that was roasted, they called it roasted, and something that was cooked was called cooked. Ba'asu Rabbi Yeshua, Afilut Sli, Karolay, Mavushal, but in the town of Rabbi Yeshua, even something that was roasted, they would call it Mavushal. And Lachayu, this seems to be Pasha, because if Rabbi Yeshua would hold that Halach Achlash and then of course Rabbi Yeshua would not say, this would actually be a Raya Mechachas from the Pasuk in Debrei Yomim. And the Gemara now continues and is, Vakra Nasavla, Lemaisa, Rabbi Yeshua brought a Pasuk. The Gemara says, Asmachta Ba'alma, Rabbi Yeshua did not mean to bring this Pasuk as a Raya Gemura, he just meant to bring this as a Zechel Dava and as an Asmachta. The Gemara continues and quotes from Mishnah that if Reuven said, that he's also to eat something which is of soft consistency or something which is more liquid and it's mutter to eat something which is thicker consistency. And the Gemara is, Vahamitavshal Nada, Lemaisa Ruvi made a Nada, not to eat anything cooked, and even something that's hard consistency is still considered tafshil, so why would that be mutta? So Amabaya, Haitana our Tana holds that the Lashem Rei Adam is that anything that's eaten together with bread is called a tafshil, but anything that is so hard and it's a thicker consistency and it's not generally eaten together with bread, that is not included in the Lashem of tafshil. And the Gemara continues and brings a Raya of Atanya, and we learn to the Braisa, and this is Benichusa, Hanoidim in a tafshil, if someone makes a neda not to eat tafshil, He's also to eat anything that was cooked, but also bitsli with shalgul and vushal, and it's also to eat anything that was roasted, as well as something that was undercooked or something that was cooked properly or overcooked. It's also also for him to eat young soft squash because people that are sick would generally eat this together with their past, together with bread, and therefore it's also, and we see from this brisa that anything that is eaten together with bread is included in the 
term of Tavshel. And as Yeruvan says, because the Yom time of Lisur, Mepteisha, Chayel, Eichel, Ben Piton, Shema Minod, Chol Midid, Mesach, Beirifta, Tavshel, Mugri, that anything that's eaten together with bread is considered Tavshel, but anything that's hard or a thicker consistency and not eaten together with bread is not included in the term of Tavshel. The Gemara is, how can you tell me that young soft squash are eaten by a sick person? Aini, but Rabbi Yemi Yacholosh, Rabbi Yemi was sick, Olagabe, Hahu Asya, Lasuya, and the doctor went in order to heal him. And when the doctor saw that Rabbi Yemiah had squash in his home, he left the house because he felt Rabbi Yemiah wasn't taking his sickness seriously. And Amen, the doctor said, And the Malach HaMavis is in this house because they have squash in this house. And I'm going to go in in order to heal him. And therefore he left. We see that squash is not good for someone that's sick. And the Gemara gives three tributes If it's a soft gourd or a soft squash, then that's good for a person that's sick. But if it's a hard squash, that's not good for a person. Rav Ba'ula Amat, Rav Ba'ula says, that the outside of the squash is bad for a person that's sick, and the inside of the squash, which is soft, is going to be good for the person that is sick. That if a person wants to have a benefit from a food, he should mix together the soft part of the squash together with leek, and he should also take the soft part on the inside of the flax, and he should put it together with the dip that they used to make, which was called kutach, which they made out of milk and other foods that were mixed together. And Rabbi Ba'ula continued and said, And these ingredients that were good for a person, you now tell this to an Amaritz. And the Ram says, As if we tell this to an Amaritz, then they would uproot all the Pishtun for this and there won't be enough Pishtun in the world. And Taisa says, That they'll make fun of us that the Tanoim are putting things that are very interesting into the Gemara, even though that they don't make a lot of sense. And the Rosh explains, that if we tell this to the Amaris, they will make fun of us as they will say this is something that's so pushed that even women know this idea and it doesn't have to be added into the Gemara. And the Mepharish explained since it's such a good thing and it's us to tell Amaris anything that they will be able to have enough from. And he then brings the Pshadot around the Istamir and others say that they shouldn't eat a lot of the flax and we won't have enough flax. And the Gemara continues and brings the third territory Rava Amar, Rava says, really the doctor that went to visit Rabbi Yemi is correct, that really squash is bad for a person that's sick. However, Man Chaylin Rabbanon, when the Bryce said that also Betrius Raka is Ben Piton, it wasn't talking about someone that was actually sick, it was talking about Rabbanon, who are called Chaylin, and of course, since he's Talmud Chum and not really Chaylin, therefore it was okay for them to eat squash together with their bread. And the Ran says, that all types of squash are bad for sick people. Ben Piton, Lav Mamish, not referring to Chaylu Mamish, El Man Chaylu Rabbanon, Dafil Bubiusan, even when they're healthy, Hinted Shushi Chayach, they're still Shvach, Mepesha Torah, Mateshus Kaycham. Hazel says, Shemetesha, Melam Matera, Hem Chaloshim, and the Mepharish says, Shaiskim Matera, Veinu Nenem Nailam, Ubayum De Chayli. The Gemara continues, Rabbal Tamei, the Rabbal says, Tamil Chum, a cold Chaylim, is going Lishi Tasai, Am Rabbal, because Rabbal says, Mesechus Roshana, and after Zayim and Alf, and we continue at that Mepesan base, Kaman Matslina, Xilin Varumri, that the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah has machlekes as to when a person is nidain and the Chum over there hold that a person is nidain only on Rosh Hashanah but Lameisa Rabbi Yisi argues and he says a person is nidain b'chol yoyim and the Gemara is bothered that Lefidah Chumim why would a person daven every single day that people should not become sick if the Chayra people will already judge on Rosh Hashanah and therefore the Tefillah shouldn't be able to help and Rabbi says that in the Chanami when people daven it's going like the Shita Rabbi Yisi that says a person is nidain b'chol yoyim but by the fact that Rabbi uses two over there and he used the term of ktsiri, which means sick people, 
emuri, which also mean weak people. So shmamina ketiri ketiri mamish. When he says the term ketiri, he's referring to sick people that are mamish sick. Emuri rabbanon, and we're referring to weak people. He's referring to rabbanon that are matashes koychan based on the Torah. And the mafarish explains that we have two brachas. We have the bracha of reifi chayla amisol, which is referring to regular sick people, and we're referring to the talmid chum that emuri, which are considered shvacha people. We daven ala tzedikim, and we mention platis seifrayan. And the gemara continues and quotes from Mishnah umutu ba'avad. The Mishnah stated that if a person says that I'm also to have a na from a tafshel that is mutter to have a na from something which is of thicker consistency. And as we explained on Amun Alf, the reason is because that's not something that eats in together with bread and the lotion of kind of tafshel she'ini time is only referring to things that are eaten together with bread. And the Gemara says, Masis is like a our Mishnah is not going like the minig in Bavol, the Amr Abzeri Bavloi Tufshoi, the Ochi Lachba Belachba, because Rabzeri said about the people that lived in Bavol that they're Tufshoi, that they're foolish because they eat bread together with bread, meaning that they eat things which are of thicker consistency together with bread. And as Ruan says, that since the Lashon Tafshil includes anything that's eaten together with bread, therefore, if someone in Bavel would actually say that I'm also to eat the Tafshil, he would be also to eat even those things that are of thicker consistency, that is also included in Tafshil, and it would be also for them to eat it. And the Gemara continues, Omar Chisar, says, Is there anyone that we can ask who knows the proper etiquette and the way to eat certain foods? And Ruan says, either with Gurus over here, Nakrani, they eat things while they're very clean and they're very makbid on cleanliness. Like we have a Lugesa, that they're medactic in the way that they eat and they know the proper etiquette. And the question of Chista had is what is the proper way to eat this type of porridge? Do we eat a wheat porridge together with bread that made of wheat? Or the Sari Sari? And we should eat a barley porridge together with bread that's made out of barley. We eat a porridge made out of wheat with a barley bread or the Sari and it's proper to eat a barley porridge together with wheat bread. And the Ram points out that Rabchista was from Bubble, and they ate bread together with porridge that had a thicker consistency. And the Gemara says, Rava Ochli Bechasisi, Rava ate this porridge together with dry grain. Rabba Bar Huna, Ashkla Rav Huna, the Ka'achal Daisa Betzbasai, Rabba the son of Rav Huna, found his father Rav Huna that he was eating this porridge with his fingers. Amalei, Amai Ka'achal Mabiyade. So he asked him, Why are you using your fingers and you're not using your utensil? Amalei, Hachiam Rav, this is my Kabbalah from Rav, Daisa Betzbasai, Bosim. Eating porridge using one finger is something that will make it sweet. The cold became batatin, and certainly if you eat it with two fingers, the cold became batlas, and certainly if you eat it with three fingers. And the Gemara continues, Amali Rav Rav said to his son Rav Rav and Rav Huna said the same thing to his son Rabba. If someone invites you to eat porridge, you should even walk a parsa. If someone invites you to eat basa of a shar, they should even walk three parsa, and that's how the Ran learns the Gemara. However, the Mefar says, You should know that if you eat Daisa, it will only help you and satiate you that you'll be able to travel However, the Pasa of Ashar will be able to satiate you and you'll be able to have strength to walk three Pasa. And the Gemara continues, Rav said to his son and Rav Huna told the same thing to his son Rabbah, that it's not proper to spit out anything in front of your Rebbe. So if a person has a lot of saliva, he shouldn't spit it out in front of his Rebbe as that is not a proper covered. However, this doesn't apply to any saliva that comes because of squash or because of this porridge. Because this would be similar to a rod of lead that's going down your throat and therefore and even in front of the king and in front of Shemar Malka, you should also make sure to spit it out as otherwise it could be dangerous for you and therefore we're not going to be for your covered of your Rebbe or the covered of the Melech. And the Gemara continues, Rabbi Yisrael 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 Rabb
Yehuda, one of them was eating this porridge with their fingers, and one was eating with a stick, with some sort of chapstick, and they were both eating out of the same serving dish, and they were double dipping. And the one that was eating with the sticks said to the one that was eating with his fingers, since between your fingernails and your basa, there's dirt, and that dirt is going to get into the food, that's not healthy, and until when you'll be giving me all of your dirt. And so the other one that was eating with his fingers said to the one that was eating with the sticks, at least between me eating each time, I wipe off my fingers and I don't stick it back into the pot. However, you're taking the stick and you're not cleaning it off and you're putting it back into the pot. And until when will you feed to me your saliva? Because that's also not healthy. And the Gemara continues, in front of Rabbi Huda Rabbi Shimon, they brought to them a type of a beer date and the Mepharish says that it was overly ripe and the Ran explains that such figs are very hard to digest. And Rabbi Huda ate these figs and Rabbi Shimon did not. So Amalei Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda said to Rabbi Shimon, my time in why is it that you did not eat these figs? Amalei Rabbi Shimon, so Rabbi Shimon said, since they're not digestible, therefore I didn't feel it's healthy. Amalei Rabbi Huda, so Rabbi Huda said, that is exactly why I ate them, because if we eat them and they're not going to digest properly, therefore we'll be able to keep them in our bodies longer and they'll be able to give us more nourishment and we won't have to eat as much tomorrow. And the Gemara continues, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Yosef, come here to Rabbi Huda was sitting in front of Rabbi and Amalei Rabbi so Rabbi said to him, that your face is very radiant today. And this was because Rabbi Huda was a great Tamachacham and similar to the Moshe that Kikaran are part of. But Rabbi Huda was an Anav and he didn't want to say it was based on his own merit. So therefore, Amalei, so Rabbi Huda said back to Rabbi Tafin, that yesterday his servants went out to the field, and they brought for all of us beets, and we all ate them without salt, and if we all would have eaten them together with salt, then Koshkin and our faces would even radiate even more. And the Gemara continues, Amra Himachunisla Rabbi Yehuda, there's Machunisla said to Rabbi Yehuda, that you're a Mayur Hayra, but you're drinking and you're drunk because I see that your face is very red and very shiny. Amalos, he said, that I swear by your honor, that you should know that I never drink wine aside from Kiddush on Shabbos as well as Abdullah and Abba Kaisis on Lil Pesach, and when I drink four cups of wine on Lil Pesach, it causes me to have such a headache that I have to wrap my head from Pesach until Shavuos. And Rabbi Yehuda continued and told her, the reason why I radiate is because of the Chachma and because of my Torah based on this Pesach in Kehelis. Gemara continues, the Tzuki said to Rabbi Yehuda, that either your face is so radiant because you're wealthy, because you lend with ribbis, or because you raise Chazerim, which is a very lucrative business. Amalei Rabbi Yehuda responded to Tzuki, who was Jewish, of course, that this is also to Jews to do. And the reason why my face radiates is that 24 different Beis from my home until the Beis Medrash. And every time I walk from my home to the Beis HaKnesses or from the Beis HaKnesses to my home, I go into every single bathroom and that's what keeps me healthy and that's why it looks so good. And the Gemara continues, When Rabbi Huda walked to the Beis Medrash, even though he was such a Chashvah person, he would carry a barrel with him on his shoulder, and he would use this barrel as a chair in the base medrash. Amen. He was saying, that it's great in the that's mechabed, the people that do work. And the Gemara continues that the same story happened with Rav Shimon, who was the son of Rabbi Huda. Rav Shimon, Shimon would carry a basket on his shoulders. And the Gemara continues with this story, the bishop of Rabbi Huda, the wife of Rabbi Huda, she went out to the shuk, and she went and bought wool, and of the glima du tavai, and she made a beged, which was a very good quality beged, and when she went out to the shuk, she would wear it. And 
Mitzluye, and when Rabbi Yehuda went out to Davin, he would wear the same beged and he would go to Davin. And this beged was made more like a cape and it was a unisex beged and therefore was mutter both for him and for his wife to wear it as it was in a beged ish or a beged isha. And that when he wore it, he would make a bracha that a baruch should be bench, which he gave me this robe to wrap myself in. And even though the Lashem Il refers to a very chash of a beged and this wasn't on that level, he still used such a Lashem. And nowadays we make a similar bracha and we say Ma'al B'Sharumim. And the Gemara continues with the story. There was a time Rabbi Shimon Gamliel was Geyser Tainis, Rabbi Yudu Loi Asla Tanisa, and Rabbi Yudu did not join together with everyone else when they went to Davin for this Tainis. And Amr Lay, so they told Rabbi Shimon Gamliel that Loi Isle Kisuye, that Rabbi Yudu doesn't have a proper beggar, and that's why he didn't come. So Shadalai Glima, so Rabbi Shimon Gamliel sent clothing to Rabbi Yudu, for Loi Kabul, and Rabbi Yudu would not accept it from him. And we continue on that phenomenal of Dolly Tifta, so Rabbi Yudu raised up the mat that he was sitting on, and he sent to the person that came as a messenger from Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, look at what I have, because underneath this mat, he actually found a treasure full of gold and jewelry, and as Duran says, Maisenisim have a nugget, that this treasure actually appeared through a Maisenis. And Rabbi Huda said to the Shliach that even so, I don't want to take this beggar from Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, because I don't want to have enough from this world. And I enticed in the rush that they say that Rabbi Huda was actually Soimichan in this, and he actually knew that there would actually be a gold treasure underneath his mat, and he wanted to show the Shliach that even though I have enough Zav and I have enough money, I still don't want to have an odd from the gold or from Rabbi Shimon Gamliel's clothing they sent to me, and that's the reason I didn't come to the basic classes, as I didn't have the proper clothing in order to attend, and we will stop over here.